become a supporter of the Core Culture Podcast, just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-O-N.com forward slash I'm Jocelyn. Donate that dollar. It keeps us out free entertainment for you. are now tuned into the Core Culture Podcast. And we're back. This is the Core Culture Podcast. It is Sunday, 8 o'clock on the dot. Um, man, I don't got the date because I didn't have my phone in front of me, but it is June 2nd. All right, there we go. <laughs> man, uh, we've got a really packed show today. We've got a crap, a uh, ton load of just the uh, trending topics this week. Um, I've got some uh, stories to hit you with about some life shit here early and maybe a little bit later. I may have one update that I can uh, provide you guys, but either way, we're going to get into it and start show off and bring that co-host on. Dispute One, what is going on? Hey, what's happening, man? Bro, so, uh, yeah. uh, so lot, lot lot happened this weekend. Want, wanted to kind of kind of get going with that, but before I get too deep into my stuff, man, uh, what's going on with you, bro? Um, right now, just trying to organize the month of June. We've got a lot of stuff going on here as far as Minnesota when it comes to hip hop. But today was just a kickback day. Good weekend. I had Grayson for the weekend. So just took him home. We have grand old days in St. Paul, um, Minnesota, which is a weekend event. Uh, the, the Avenue grand old grand Avenue actually has all the businesses, are open the streets shut down and it's kind of like a festival where we can just kind of walk that strip and enjoy music food all types of good stuff so that's going on today uh, we just recently had last night jay electronica uh, performed oh, wow. at one at one of our events and a few of our um, local mcs got on this cypher represented by a uh, go uh, 90 95 fm or oh, wow. 9.5 fm yep yep so we had a, we had a pretty good pretty good deal there uh, popping off with that uh, truth maze um, shout out him and shout out just wolf just to name two two individuals that i did I, I fuck with heavy from hecatome and from grassroots media they were up in the cypher as well so yeah it was it was just kind of a, a good night and like i said planning for the month of june this is how june started off for the first and second and you know coming up this week oracle and i we we get to open up for um cool keith on his uh, return of the comet um tour that he's on right now so that's on sat on thursday oh nice sixth. so yeah 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 so for me i just rehearsals taking care of my little one because grayson has viral pneumonia he has been sick all week so wow. <laughs> i was balancing yeah you talking about life i'm balancing the family side i'm also balancing the business side so so i'm just kind of kind of relaxing after this podcast tonight i'll be in some chill out mode so definitely kicking it it's summer now it's definitely summer <laughs> oh yeah that shit is definitely kicked off let me tell you um well i started off my weekend um saturday morning right yeah i wake up it's uh you know crack of dawn because gabriel is an alarm clock and he wakes up at like six thirty every day doesn't care <laughs> right, seven right. at the latest well he decided this saturday uh he'd wake up you know right at six thirty. boom starts screaming out dadu Dadu, you know, because he's he he he. I that's his name for me. I don't know what the hell. Uh, he just calls that, and I know it's me. 
and uh like exactly (laughs) (laughs) so uh i wake up and i'm like all right man what's going on and he looks at me and he points out his diaper and he's like poo poo oh and i was like what wait a minute (laughs) like like, do you get this now? Are you telling me that you just took a shit, man? Come on, bro. So I'm looking at him like, like I was like, did you go poo-poo? And he goes, points out his diaper again, looks me right in the face, man, like, dad, poo-poo. And I was like, nice. all right, man. So I pick him up, you know, start changing the diaper. Sure enough, bro, this man poo. Let me, let me just say this. I don't think I've ever seen him take a bigger poo than the one he did on Saturday. It literally <laughs> took up like the entire bottom half of his diaper. And oh, wow. Of course, you know, uh, uh, the smell came along with it. So it wasn't just the fact that it was like a big ass poo, but it fucking stunk like like a grown ass man just went in your bathroom, <laughs> took a shit and then like scooped it up and gave it to you and shit. Be like, here, man, check this out. It's for you. How's that feel? And I'm, oh, I'm just like, wow. wow. All right. Uh, so this is how you want to do it then. Okay. Okay. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Uh, that's cool. So I'm getting him cleaned up and everything. I'm, he's good to go. Then, uh, you know, he starts doing his breakfast thing. And no lie, bro. Within that hour of him eating, looks at me again, points to his diaper. He's like, poo-poo. I was like, oh, shit. No, not again. Please. <laughs> please, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, so man. two rounds of these like monster man poos uh, uh, over the weekend. So I learned my lesson about, um, you know, uh, when he tells me, you know, and he's like literally pointing to his diaper and going poo poo. He really means it this time. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah. So and you got to also watch what you fed him the night before because now you're oh my like, God. oh, man, what's up with your digestive system, bro? Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, we note to self. We can't feed you that. And especially we can't feed it to you late because yeah. <laughs> in Jesus. the morning he was like, hey, I got a gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> so true. So, uh, yeah. So we've been, uh, you know, we've been experimenting because he's like been a little picky lately. Uh, as far mm-hmm. as his eating habits and he's like wanting like you know he's like nah man he's like i want a cracker i want this i want that but you know we're like nah man you gotta eat these chicken nuggets and you gotta eat these fries mm-hmm. and you gotta eat these other things and you gotta eat some food because you can't just yeah. you know constantly oh, oh no 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 i don't need that I'm, a, I'm gonna do my own thing so it's been a bit of a struggle here lately uh trying to get him to just eat everything that you know is important for his growth and shit like that um but he's got everything else down, you know. He'll 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 eat pretty much anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's sweet or it's a cracker or it's a chip or it's something else that's not like food food. Oh, he he crushes it. He's like, "Yeah, this, this is shit. Oh, I can yeah, eat oh, this yeah. all day, dad." <laughs> what? No no substance? No no value to me? Ah, say less. Give me that. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> right off top. You're like, "What? Flavor, sugar all day?" Oh, man, I don't care. Like definitely anything that stimulates him at this point, he's just gonna be like, if it smells great, he's like, what's up? If yep. it just tastes just a little bit, like, what's up? I need more. Like so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so the other thing he's been doing is, um, so like we'll you know we'll feed him dinner, you know around you know seven thirty, seven forty five, uh, about every night. That way, you know, by the time he's done, he's like you know tired. He wants to go to bed. So just now, my girl comes up and goes, um, yeah, he's knocked out already. I'm like, what? <laughs> he just finished eating like literally five minutes ago and uh he lays down and he's like uh all right you guys i'm out of here man going to sleep see ya falls out it's the most hilarious thing he's like <laughs> I, I i don't know man it's like when he he he, he get he's been i think he's been getting like girl spurts you know what i'm saying because he's like going mm-hmm. through this like thing where he like wants to sleep like a lot more than he normally would 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's eating probably a lot. You're gonna, you'll see it, man. Where you're gonna be like, wow, like this, this dude is like a mini adult right now. Like you're noticing that how they're growing, and you're gonna go, oh, I get it, I get it. So yeah, focus on those little, those little idiocracies now, man. So you can, you can, you can nip that shit in the bud. Oh my god, <laughs> nap I'm time, trying. nap time Jeez. will be nap time. You know what I mean? Certain things because you're seeing <laughs> his personality now, man. I mean, him just starting to recognize, like, yo, man, I just took a crap on myself i'm gonna need you to handle that like it's all <laughs> that's my favorite part because he's know, just like yeah, looking probably, at me like hey man uh yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna need to you know hop on this uh yeah 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 like i'm sitting on this bro like like <laughs> <laughs> it was so true it was almost like a cushion uh-huh. that's how uh-huh. big it was i was yeah. like what the fuck oh yeah so, they know when they can't crawl and they can't walk and they're just like oh this is so odd like yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you got poop in your pants, man. That's that's yeah, a very <laughs> bad feeling. Very bad feeling. Like, so. Oh, um so uh man, uh, another shout out again this year this week uh to uh A to R Beats uh for hooking up that intro beat man really appreciate it bro um i went ahead and reused the one we did from last time just because i really dig it and um you know if you want to send some more air to beats yo it's your man os man and send it to uh booking at inozzlemedia.com or you can do what you did last time send them straight to uh dispute one be more than happy to uh take a look at the beats man and give you the shout out you deserve for bringing everything on the show um yeah so you know we went through all these different things you know like uh you know what we covered last week and some of the stuff i wanted to bring up so before i like i forget um remember you guys uh next show the 16th we are not gonna be having a show that is father's day that means me and dispute one get to enjoy our uh, special day of the year yep yep, Uh, because really they don't give us anything else uh women pretty much own the rest of the year so uh you know it's our one day we're gonna take off so if you guys were looking forward to a show unfortunately this will be the next show until july so um you know kind of hold tight i want to do a few different things here that um i usually hit you guys with maybe you know later in the show or i try and incorporate it at another time but i figured you know what man i wanted to fill up this first segment here with all the things that uh we've been achieving throughout the uh uh, distribution levels of where our stuff is and you know who's been listening and that kind of stuff so special shout out tonight to uh russia the uk and uh sweden for showing up and uh giving us some love for the live show man we really appreciate it uh, i always look forward to getting our stuff out there and having you know people from around the world uh listening to the show which is freaking amazing and the best part about it is that they automatically went to the live link and uh just hit that play button on the live show so if this is your first time tonight man and you're not familiar with what we do uh this is a uh, core culture podcast man we hit you with everything that has to do with music uh how it affects the culture how we personally affect the culture what you could do to make it better and of course um, we throw in some uh, good advice here and there whenever we have it when it has to do with you know your personal career. So if you're looking for some insight into some of the things you can do to get started, we've got the uh, manual right on the Vibe Essential blog area of the website. You should definitely ear, check ear, out ear, all ear. of <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, I, I so I need to get a soundboard and like a just like a you know like an input thing so I could just start hitting them now. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Right, right. Oh my God. 
eventually in the future, in the future, when uh, I get to that point, I'm definitely going to get something where I can, uh, you know, start throwing in some little sounds and gags there for the recorded show. That way everybody can laugh a little more than they normally do. So, yeah, man. So that's uh, kind of what's been going on, you know, just continuing to grow the global market that listens to the show. I'm uh, super excited to be able to say that we've made it that far and that we do have people that do listen, uh, you know, every show, you know, first and third Sunday of the month. And uh, big shout out to uh, the heads that started to uh, check us out on Anchor FM. Uh, man, uh, thank you to all you guys. Uh, I've seen the growth there as well. So a special shout out to them, man. I guess the uh, little commercial is working towards the beginning of the episodes. I don't know if you guys have had a chance, specifically uh, the ones that are distributed outside of uh, that particular area. Again, I don't get paid uh, to say any of this stuff. I uh, just say it because I really believe in uh, the platform that uh, Anchor has provided. Uh, the people have been pretty freaking amazing, man, with everything that they do. And they give you a lot of opportunity for no money up front, which is amazing. Uh, the other thing is that, uh, you know, I've been looking at the uh, Spotify, uh, you know what I'm saying, spins. Wow. Mm. Holy mm -hmm. crap. Uh, we're in the thousands now already. Uh, nice. I just really couldn't believe that uh, we were going to grow in that particular market. So I looked in, you know, to my particular, you know, you, you go to your account, you take a look at, you know, what your numbers are and stuff like that, which I'm sure everybody who has anything to do with Spotify knows what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, man, the numbers are there. It's looking pretty good. Uh, I guess like uh, getting on those particular platforms made a difference. And people are really digging it now. So I'm super duper excited about the fact that uh, we've been expanding the distribution of the show and more and more people have been able to really enjoy it on a like, you know, full scale level versus kind of how I had it before where I was kind of a little limited because of who I was using for distribution and uh, what I was putting out there. But I think that this is our big push to be amazing. And uh, man, you know, it took me long enough, you know what I'm saying? But these tools weren't around when I first started. We're talking about 2012. There was a very limited distribution to what you could do. And uh, just within the last few years, a lot of these uh, companies came out, man, and provided you with the ability to distribute your shit everywhere. And if you're an artist and this is where the tips come in, and let's say you want to get a single out there, what you need to do is find the company that will distribute your shit to all of the music listening areas and not charge you a crap ton of money, honestly. Some yeah, some places exactly. even do it for free. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. if you find the right one, you can get your shit distributed out there and a lot more people are going to hear it because there are specific companies that are uh, maybe based here in that U.S., but they also have uh, servers on other continents that actually listen to hip-hop and you know those streams count too so if uh you're in the new world and you're trying to get back into things and you want to make it the demographic for streaming is definitely what has changed uh the hip-hop culture and what it's done to um you know monetizing your business as far as like the music side of things because uh i've noticed this and i'm, I'm sure this be one man i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a question about this when we when i get to it but basically um before and this is from our era 
uh, used to have your CDs or your tapes or whatever you had recorded, boom, you take a big stack of them. You'd spend however much money you had to to get them all recorded and put on the disc, get your little, uh, you know, your cover for it. I'm talking about everything you're on your own, right? And then you'd go out mm-hmm. on the street and you'd, you'd you'd walk the streets and walk the streets and walk the streets every day uh, for a few hours and then all weekend long trying to get as many of them sold to people who probably never even heard of you, but you were your marketer. You were the sales guy. You did it all. And now uh, you've got, you know, basically these uh, streaming websites that, you know, put your music there and provide it for people to naturally find it. Or you would just send your links out there. Obviously, that's a hell of a lot easier than it was before. Now, Dispute mm-hmm. One, I mean, um, the whole streaming thing, man, I mean, how's that affected, you know, who listens to your music? It's exponentially changed the game, man. I mean, like over overnight i mean we're talking where like you said you had to have a street team you had to physically get out put the product in people's hands put flyers to your events in people's hands so you can get them there to at least sell it at the merch table or to even have like a mom or pop record shop that's anywhere nearby try to get in on consignment you know get in there and be like hey man here's 10 cds let me know when you've you've sold at least five. You know I can come collect that money. I mean, just and then barber shops. You had them in barber shops. You had them in the little corner bodegas. You had them everywhere, man. Anywhere that you could just hold something down and throw a basic little barcode scenario on. Back in the day, was it? Now, like you said, CD baby, you can actually get your music together and then package all of your shit by buy into one particular deal of a distribution, and they'll say, oh, we'll distribute it to all digital platforms, to this, to this, and to that, and then. We'll make sure that it's on these six different streaming um, platforms as well as this. And and you're just like, oh, okay, for X amount of money. So, I mean, it takes off the the work ethic of getting out and and knowing what the on the street on the grind you know hustle is but it does make your your digital pimping twenty thousand times easier i mean oh, you can yeah. just like you said click 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 and then your shit's up and then just like how we do you just sit back and look at the analytics see the numbers at the end of the week and you can determine what your age group because that's what it is you used to physically know your age group you know women between the ages of 18 and 34 they like this music they like yeah. this i got men between this now now your analytics are just like that because of the post clicks, the additional clicks, clicks within a link. So you now have to get smart instead of saying, OK, you know what? I need posters, flyers, this stickers, bumpers, stickers. Da, da, da. Now you're like, OK, I don't need physically that much shit. I just need to monetize the digital side of it and say, all right, bet. I need to know what algorithms are. What's the best time on this particular platform to post versus this particular platform to post? And if you do sponsored ads, that's even more better. So, I mean, it all falls in line, like like from Anchor, giving you a free platform, an opportunity to present your your podcast, your radio show, your blog, whatever it is. I mean, you can tether all that together. Yeah. You can have Facebook, Instagram tied into your Reverb Nation, to your SoundCloud, to your Spotify, iTunes, to all of these things. Exactly. And it's all link it's all linkable. And then mm-hmm. I mean, take it one step further, you've got social media tools that are out there like Hootsuite. I mean, I'm, we're not getting paid to, to talk about these no, people. No, definitely not. Per- perfect example, though, Hootsuite. You can set up all of your social media links and your musical connections to say, I want to schedule a post or I want to schedule this or I want to do that. And like you said, direct your traffic straight to your source, get your streams going. And, and you know, and for people like the Core Culture Podcast or the Heat DJs, anyone that can actually get your music out there and can be heard, 
it's going to flip the, you know, the, the response to you, I'd say five to 10 times over. So oh, hell yeah, I, it, it's a win, man. I mean, I, you know, offset, you know, like we said, we can argue about it. Offset is you've got a lot of one click, two click artists out there now who don't really respect the physical side of the, of the, the, the monetary moments where you have to manage yourself and you have to promote yourself and you have to market yourself. All these hats that you got to wear at once. Those people, they're just quickly, Click, click, hey, I've got music out. Click, 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 hey, I just created a label. Click, click, click. I mean, and, and that's how it is. But unfortunately, if they don't know the business savvy, then they won't push themselves. They'll just have a lot of electronic tools and toys, but they won't yep. know how to use it. You know what I mean? So so you still got to know the business. You still got to pick up a book. You still <laughs> exactly. Talk to somebody that's in the industry. You still need to <laughs> understand. You feel me? Yeah. You yeah. still got to work. Yeah. You still got to work, you know, so. Hey, man, I mean, it's all about, uh, you know, using a computer now. So if you've got, you know, yeah. average skills on a computer, you could probably make they're, some decent money. They're in your hand. Yeah. I mean, shit, you hey, got, got your phone. computer in your hand right there. It's a exactly. dollars <laughs> computer sitting right there. I mean, I can shit you right now, man. I could be having this, this, this little conversation with you and we could be pushing our product right now. I can flip over to another screen while we're doing our things and I could still promote what's going on with me, still promote what's going on with the live direct show. We do that from time to time. We have people that they tweet about what's going on and then we tweet ourselves so people know what's going on. You just have to be cognitive. Like, you said you just you gotta learn you gotta know that the game is bigger than just jumping on stage with a microphone in your hand or with turntables in front of you and making people say hey ho and directing them on where their hands go you know what i'm <laughs> <For> saying <sure. laughs> so yeah so those are the things though that's what i wanted to touch base today because it's like you know there are so many outlets out there the people that just don't take advantage of you know what you have the ability to just choose what you want make a decision on where you want to get it sent out. And sometimes even if they offer you like a wider range of places, you probably never even heard of who cares. That's probably somebody in the world somewhere that has not heard your music. Exactly. And if you get a chance to get it to them, they're going to be like, Holy shit. Yo, you should check out this dude from the U S he's fucking awesome. Here's there his music. Go. Boom. He yeah. sends a link. His buddy shares the link. Then that guy does and so on and so forth. That word of mouth is vicious, bro. Yeah, it's a boomerang effect. You know it, man. Like you said, you kick it out. You you let it be known. I mean, just like we said, we're a morning show, we're an evening show, and we're an overnight show all at the exact same time. You know, and it's just utilizing the tools and, and the technology in front of us to, to continue pushing the course and, and the culture forward. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's about ownership. And if you don't own your own abilities and your own talents in some form or fashion, you're just going to be used and, and spit out just like everybody else. You're, you're just a, a part. To the, to the cog, you know, to the machine yep. and shit. So I'd rather be a working piece of equipment within this this system than to be something that's disposable and can be replaced. <laughs> so true, you so know? true. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, <clears throat> I wanted to kind of touch on those things today because I thought it was kind of important. I was uh, online, and then there's a reason why I brought it up. Uh, so I was online. I was looking for, you know, just uh, more distributions of uh what things can get out there you know where you can do you know and I, I ran across like you know three or four of them that were very interesting and none of them charged to do it they just want some basic information about you, you sign up for the service you put it in there and then on top of that they have a specialized account for you this account will hold all your sales and when you're ready to cash out boom there you go 
I haven't gotten any farther as far as like what they charge you or if there's something, you know, associated with a fee to have it there. But I I will say this, when I seen the list of what these, uh, what some of the websites were providing as far as like the distribution of things, I was like, wait a minute, man, this is, uh, this is pretty amazing because it was like well over like 40, 50, uh, distributions of areas that people actually listened to. And there was a bunch of them in there that I had no idea where they were, you know, how they worked. There was even one that like, uh, provided you like a music service, but it was in like Africa or whatever. Oh, now hey, think about this. There, you go. there are a lot of emerging markets out there that are like just now getting into like the, the cheap to mid range smartphone and they've got right. internet access and they can like literally, you know, now start to stream music and enjoy, you know, what it is to have, uh, outlets, you know, uh, within those areas. And those are the things that, you know, people don't realize, but if you target all those, those smaller markets that start to come up, those are going to be some of your biggest fans because they've never had a chance to enjoy something that you personally did. You're a guy that's not from there. You're something special to them. And that's where mm-hmm. the fandom starts. That's where those dollars start rolling in. If you've got a good marketing, uh, you know what I'm saying? Deal. And you know exactly what you need to do. And I think that that's a big thing. So remember, the whole reason why I brought this up was the Vibe Essential blog. Definitely check that out, man. Uh, the homie Signifying, a.k.a. Dispute One, writes up some dope shit. So if you haven't had a chance to look at some of his stories, they are there. There are other ones by uh, Lawanda J, uh, our mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Uh, marketing person from a while back she also uh, dropped some knowledge in there and a bunch of different things that you guys can utilize uh, for the core of what you need to get going forward and get moving with you know your career as an artist all right cool so now that we've covered all those big things i've given you all some tips some stories let's get into the trending topics of the week here we go um this first one here man honestly uh for the for the heads that don't know, for all you young cats, I'm gonna bring y'all back. Let me let me take you back to my time. We'll call it 1995. Okay, there was this group <laughs> called Outcast, and they had just dropped their first album. Shit was dope. Years and years later, 2019, there is one of the members of that group called Outcast named Big Boy, and uh, another member from a different group <clears throat> called. Uh, goody mob his name is sleepy brown so we got sleepy brown and big boy from these two really big uh uh you know music teams that came out of atlanta georgia and if you guys don't know uh there's this producer his name is organized noise if you have not heard any of this guy's stuff you are missing out let me tell you he's come up with so many hits from the south that people just don't know that like Dude, that was the producer? Yes. Yes, it was. He does some amazing shit. And I can't believe Dispute One, I know you're going to agree with me on this one, that these two dudes, the amazing, you know, uh, uh, sultry voice that, that Sleepy Brown has, and then you got Big Boy spitting these dope-ass rhymes on top of a freaking, um, you know, uh, album. I just... I never thought to see them two work together at, at this point, you know, like I didn't think like in 2019, I'd be talking about Big Boy and Sleepy Brown doing a damn uh, uh, album. But apparently uh, they're working on something, man, and it's going to be um, part of a celebration, I guess, of the 25th year of the Southern Playlistic Cadillac Funky Music, which is why I brought up Outcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This is solid for the fact. I mean, 
organized noise is kind of like a collective um, of like cats that make beats overall. But they they are the reason that Atlanta has that sound that that Outkast came out with. It was all from the dungeon. Literally, it's a home that they bought. They eventually bought, and they were in the basement consistently making beats, just twenty four seven and writing rhymes. And that's where all of the ATLians and you know Southern Playalistic and everything else that jumps off right then is from them. And Sleepy Brown is just he's he's the Southern. Um, I want to call him the Southern Nate dog. Let's put it that way. Yep, you know there you go. Saying? When you when you really break him down, I mean, Sleepy's yep. always had like mad, mad R and B flavor, solid flows. I mean, ATL. You know what I'm saying? All day, every day. And and these two big boys just always been. Oh, big boy's always been street orientated. I mean, granted, yeah, when you yeah. had you know you had three stacks and you had big boy, that's that's Andre three thousand young young folks. That three stacks, okay, that's his nickname. So, you, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? One, one of them. Break it down. Break it down. Men, you know what I'm saying? You know that type of shit. You know, Erica Badu, baby daddy. You know that type that type of shit. So they they literally they literally had like like the ultimate vibe connecting together. But when it was big boy, big boy was more street related. Andre became more of the artist and you know, the, the, the eclectic of the two it was yep, pretty yep. fresh though, because his bars were just a little more, a little more stepped up than, than big boys. But big boys always had that, that street swag. I love him for that. So just, just know it's going to be street swag meets R and B pleasure and it's going to be a classic Southern joint. It'll probably be another one of those that you can mark down as, once again, Atlanta has given another piece to the culture, another piece that can't be replaced. I mean, because when you think about just collectives in a whole, just to yeah. give people an understanding, you've got to look at Master P and his collection over there on the mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. south. And then you got to look at Atlanta and their collective that we're just speaking about right now. Yep. You've got collectives in, in the West Coast that were similar to that. I mean, so, I mean, just large groups of individuals from like the mid 90s, they understood what what family and what virtue meant behind that. I mean, you got Wu-Tang and the East Coast up north. You know what I'm saying? So all these collectives that are just strong, 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 strong. They all did something for the culture. So this album it's going to be solid. It's going to be very solid. And I'm, I'm going to look forward to it because you know they're going to do it right. They're going oh, to hell yeah. bring oh, a yeah. nice video out. I'm sure they're going to have some some summer some summer vibes going because summer just cracked. So, I mean, it's it's still coming out. So Oh, it's early enough. It's early enough. I think that they got plenty of time to drop something maybe, you know, late June, early July. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even, even, even August if they really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like round the summer out. The one cool yeah. part about it was I was looking for the name of the group that they're going to be, and it's called <laughs> The Big Sleepover. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's kind of slick, man. They took like pieces of their name and kind of turned it into a phrase, which is dope. Yeah, and that's what it is. Big Boy. Big Boy is the one who bought the Atlanta studio where the yeah. Dungeon family yeah. formed, you know, a.k.a. the Dungeon. So I knew – I couldn't remember if it was Three Stacks or if it was Big Boy. I had to double-check the article. But, yeah, Hell yeah, Big Boy. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about, man. Like going back to the hood and being like, you know what? That was such and such as auntie's house, and I'm buying it, <laughs> and we're keeping it, and we're going to maybe tidy it up a little bit, and now it'll be the southern version of Paisley Park. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it, because it should be something that eventually they should allow people to come check out. You know what I mean? It'd be like, yo, you can get a tour of Stankonia. What? You know, type of vibe. It would be it would be pretty ill. You know what? That's one of those things that like you just you, you think back to what, you know, laid the path for a lot of the guys that are from that area and just in mm-hmm. rap in general. 
there were these dudes who were, you know, paving these roads for you guys so that you can go down them one day and have all these opportunities. And the fact that he kept it in the family, took it back to his home city, uh, purchased the, the studio itself so that he can continue to build the music legacy that he has now. It's pretty mm-hmm. damn impressive, man. I don't know about you guys, but I thought that shit was fucking amazing to hear that shit. Plus, I'm sure it's going to be a dope album. I can't wait to hear it. So hopefully you guys have some comments on that. Don't make, uh, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at the core culture pod and uh we'll talk about it man we can give you give us some insight into what you guys think what you feel don't forget to hit us up there so let's get into this next topic here check this out um you know this is when i I, you know and i've brought this up before in order to stay in business you must do honest business right Mm -hmm. well Yo Gotti apparently didn't do honest business, and now instead of you know making out how he should have and only spent twenty thousand, now he's got to spend six point six million uh, to pay it in a fine, according to Judge Todd Burke, that found uh, Yo Gotti engaged in unfair and deceptive trade practices. Which yeah. man, I, I mean, I, I'm quoting the story, but it's like, wow, dude, how how fucked up was this? What the hell did he do? So <clears throat> I was reading through the story and basically this dude named Michael Terry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was supposed to pay him like 20 grand, right. You know, for a verse on a song. Yep, dude's yep. like, cool. I'm on it, man. That's awesome, dude. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. There was some other people. They put some, some stuff. Uh, apparently he didn't get it done. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, after, uh, you know, after the, the judge found out what happened and he kind of read through the stuff at first, it was 2.2 million in damages. The judge is like, um, let's go ahead and triple that. Let's make it six point mm. six million based on all the stuff that uh you know Yokati did and all the unfair and deceptive trade practices that the you know uh judge kept bringing up. Which again, bro, here here's another thing. <clears throat> you're you know, you're a mogul within the uh you know rap industry. Obviously you've got crap ton of money, you know what you're doing. Why would you try and cheat a guy over a verse? I mean, come on, man. You know, something simple, pay the guy the money, get him knocked out, get your verse, own the rights to it. Because, you know, technically you could have could have him write a, a contract that said, OK, I'm paying you 20 grand for your verse. But now that verse belongs to me indefinitely, meaning that yeah. I own the rights to it forever. So any royalties or any time somebody hears your voice, I'm still getting paid. He could have yeah, did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could have yeah. been easier. He probably would have saved himself some money, but instead he didn't. And it's it's kind of crazy, man, because, you know, you would think uh, one of the vets that have been around for a while, you know, trying to take advantage of somebody. But here's the thing. The dude was smart. He's like, wait a minute, man. Uh, yeah, I'm getting fucked here somehow. So, boom, took it in, man. Let the attorney know, hey, check this out, dude. Well, here's what's going on. We need to know what's going on. They do some, uh, you know, investigation and bam, payday. Well, there you go. Oh, man. See, but see, but that's the thing. It's like it's it's like, is it going to be a lesson learned? Did he understand that? Hey, maybe this is something I wouldn't have done. You know what I'm saying? I bet you he will now after six point six million. He will. Well, I mean, it's. I just love the fact that I didn't know this actually had a title. It's called jump starting. 
basically where you get an artist that's established you get a verse from them and then they hop on your record and you get the you know you get the acknowledgement of that artist being on your record and it pushes your career been there done that got the t-shirt i've I've had people jump on music i've jumped on people's music to kind of help to give them a kickstart never really realized it was called jump starting but then what's even more interesting is that there's also uh, a signed side artist agreement that's supposed to go with that too. See, now I didn't know that either. Basically, it says, uh, you know, it would allow that young Fletcher to release the music that Yogati dropped on streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, and as well as uh, YouTube. Now, the funny thing about this at the end is I guess he made attempts to contact Yo in person and um, through his agents, managers, and attorneys, and nothing happened for several months. And that's what happens. You, you, If you're going to do business with somebody, like you said, you got to do honest business. You got to be upfront. You got to be timely. You have to be punctual. There are multiple things that come with just doing business. A handshake or a nod or an email confirmation just doesn't do it. You know what I mean? It's like once you realize you've got a certain amount of time and everything of that nature, I mean, in, invested, but then you don't do anything about it. It's kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, you can't buy me out of a lawsuit either. I mean, apparently it looks like <laughs> it looks like he tried to offer. He tried to privately offer young Fletcher about 150 stacks to leave the label and join him instead. And Terry was like, "Nah, I'm cool. You know, and so he just he just screwed himself instead of just doing positive business. He just was like, "Nah, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take my time. You're nobody. And I'll deal with this. Well, like you said, that judge realized that this is something worth seeing, because once again, yeah. how artists are getting uh, themselves pinched for lyrics yep. and possibly doing jail time over snitching on yourself. Mm-hmm, this is another mm-hmm. form of snitching on yourself in business. And in corporate world nowadays, they, they understand the the, uh, the importance of being independent and oh, being yeah. without major label support. And so when they see you as somebody who's made it, I guess, from the bottom to the top, and you still piss and shit on people and don't want to call it rain and mud to them. It's like, no, these people are going to even they're going to even the, the playing field. So, yeah, two point two million. Nah, that don't hurt. Six point six. Yeah, that hurts. You know what I mean? On on that end. And it's like, no, look at this. I didn't even realize it. It says uh, in quotes, oh, these small town North Carolina dudes can't do nothing to me. And he was sorely mistaken. Like, oh, you yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why I said, man, um, you think that just because like somebody is an independent and they're just coming up that they don't know that they need a lawyer. They don't know that they need uh, specific things to, you know, uh, uh, you know, protect themselves as well. Now, check this. I mean, and I'll end it on this note. When it comes down to it, the, the the gentleman is not being an ass about this. He's just like, yo, I followed the steps. I followed the protocol. I did what you asked me to do. You, in turn, tried to play me like I wasn't anybody. And you can see, I don't even consider this malice or even malicious. It's like, he might want to pick up the phone now because I'm coming after the cars and the Bel Air Mansion. <laughs> and enough said. Because if you don't cover your ass, in regards to the things you get, this is what happens. This is what you get. You're, you you need to get a few toys taken away from you. You need to get a few assets taken away from you, and they need to be distributed to somebody who will actually use that shit in a realistic manner because you clearly don't understand what a blessing is. Your talents and your gifts and your ability to be an influencer to this to these modern day individuals. Yep. That's a that's a that's a talent. I mean, that's a gift. 
You know what I'm saying? That's a gift that you curated to something beautiful. You want to keep these things, people. You don't want to allow people an opportunity like cracking a door or leaving leaving the door unlocked to your career and your financial stability. You know what I'm saying? So he just he just pretty much set himself up for failure on that one. So sorry, Yo Gotti, but you know, pay the man. <laughs> hey, do, <laughs> exactly. do not collect two hundred when you pass go to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We talking all that. You know oh shit. I mean? So yeah, oh, yeah, it's that monopoly. Get get that. Pay that. Yeah, man. man. Shame on you, Yo Gotti. Uh, you know, try to take advantage of somebody now that uh, it backfired on you, bud. Sorry. Not today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to this next one. Um, man, could you believe that they may be ruling uh, Tech Nine's death as a uh, suicide? Yeah, I was kind of shook when I saw that. Dude, I, I was like, wait a minute, like, bro. Right this away, guy. I was like, Hold on, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude was, you know, an amazing artist, man. Uh, just an intense like almost cult style following uh yeah. from just being an independent artist he he never had a sign to a label he made it you know national by himself never asked for anything did it all on his own his own label all his own stuff what i want to know is what could have you know pushed him to this level like what made him want to you know get to this point so as i was reading through the story i seen that um yeah. there were some issues from the uh the deputy coroner uh, alexander Balaki. hopefully i am not messing that up for you dude sorry if i am um so basically there was an overdose on some diphenhydramine and an antihistamine uh found in benadryl which oh wow that's crazy right like you know, just but Benadryl, Benadryl was it? Uh, you think he was mixing it like a drink? You know, how some people use like the codeine, like from like you know cough medicine and syrups and shit like that. Was he was he mixing that with something? I mean, he just just took it as it is. I mean, I mean, it, it doesn't really break down how or you know what he was doing to ingest it. I'm thinking that maybe yeah. he maybe had a lot of pain and he just kept taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it. And maybe his body itself, you know, eventually just like, you know, started to break down because I, I, I believe you could probably overdose on any drug really. Yeah. I mean, you take enough of it. What he was dealing with right before that though, man, he, he was dealing with what he died. They say March 24th, a day just before he was to appear in court for child pornography. So right there, we gotta, we gotta kind of, step back again and we gotta go okay this individual was dealing with some serious life-changing life-altering things and what if he was guilty of what's going on with the child pornography um that probably would send you over the top where all of a sudden here you've created such a wonderful image of who you are and you've taken this 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 talent of yours to the next level like you said you've got a cult-like following from your skills and then all of a sudden it's like Boom, note to self, you are a predator. Like, you know what I mean? And then these people find out that you're possibly a predator. And then it's like, now what? You know, and we know the world does not view predators at all. We do not view them male, female, when you're preying on children or women or even men, vulnerable adults. It's no one, no one appreciates a predator. You can go to a correctional facility and you will probably be preyed on because that's just like the ultimate form of just foulness is just taking something from somebody. You know what I mean? Just taking their freedom, taking their love, taking their integrity in in uh, an act of sexual conquest. That's just terrible. So, I mean, he probably was, the way of the world was on him and i don't condone suicide for any of that because to me in my mind it's like uh, just an escape route 
You mm-hmm, just ran, mm-hmm. and you now you can't face it. You know what I mean? You can't face the people you, you were facing. We'll say allegedly. You know what I'm saying? You face these individuals that are considered your victims, and you victimize them. So what's the big? What's the difference? You know what I mean? You might as well atone for the things that you did. So I don't know, man. I mean, he was released on 50k grand. You know, two days after his arrest. You know, but it's like, I mean, what did they yeah, say? Yeah, but here? think about it. Um, <clears throat> you're facing all these charges. Child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assault pornography, freaking oh, uh, corruption, corruption of minors, of minors? exactly. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, man, a whole bunch of shit. Um, a decent exposure. I mean, there is a lot of um, you know, charges here. Now, here's the thing. He's about to go through all this. Then he yeah. dies. Yeah. Nobody knew about this until after. Words. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. there was nothing in the news about this before. I mean, dude, every time I'd hear about Tech Nine in the news is because he was like broke another record for some arena or he's in another country making, you know, unbelievable figures there. You know what I'm saying? This is what blows my mind. Dude was only thirty two years old. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was a young guy still, man. He had a really long career ahead of him if he wanted to keep pushing. The thing yeah. that kills me is like afterwards, you know, after all this shit happened, you know, the, the, you know, some, some of the big names in music are like sending their condolences, Kendrick Lamar, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, King of the dot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those guys are out there sending, sending their love. And, and, and this is just the stuff, just, just, just the tip of the iceberg. I'm just looking at, you know, some of the, some of the main stuff here, but it was fucked up, you know, yeah. for it gotta be, you know, that influential in, hip-hop music and then later on to find out about this kind of stuff and the fact that the court document even you know came out and had all this information which is really crazy man to -hmm. think that this guy you know uh would have even had any of this stuff or would have even you know allegedly been you know charged with any of these things either which again you know it's one of those things like you don't really know because you're not there until they have you know documentation to show for sure in the courts which again one of the things, man, maybe that pressure of, you know, having yeah. to deal with that, that it could actually ruin his career versus, you know, him fighting it or whatever. Maybe that pushed him over the edge. That's I, that did it for me. I mean, I don't I, I don't have any other assumption other than that, because he he was alive when the uh, the Bill Cosby shit went down. He was yeah. alive with with the Weinstein, everyone else that's been in the news. He was around to see all of these iconic individuals watch their their stars come crashing to the earth like a fucking comet you know what i'm saying i mean it's like we've been watching some solar some solar flares over the past nine to twelve months where all these shooting stars are dropping left and right so he knew what was going on it was it was gonna be hell he was gonna have hell to pay especially if it came completely out and he was found guilty like you said of all oh, of these particulars yeah. and then too to give credit to those same stars that are giving him love uh, most of that shit came out after they were like oh condolences r.i.p r.i.p and then it was like oh and guess what he was a piece of shit possibly and then it's like oh you know what i mean so a lot of people did kind of change their tone yeah. about him like whoa whoa i didn't know that but at the same time it's still fucked up it's like oh what tangle web we weave type of shit you mm-hmm, know what i mean mm-hmm. where everyone just knows you for something and then all of a sudden you pass and then all your little laundry comes out so yeah crazy integrity over everything when it comes to music when it comes to life when it comes to personal personal um dealings with people integrity over everything always watch the individuals that are around you watch the circles that you keep because the last thing you want is for something to tether itself to you and you had no knowledge of another person's 
you know, beings and well, and, yeah. you know, and just, dis, and just dishonest beings. I mean, to the point that people are assuming you're out with them because they use you for scapegoats and you have no clue, you know? And it's like, Oh, I was with such and such that night and I was here and I was there and you had no idea. And all of a sudden now you've got tons and tons of allegations that are going to come up on you just because you don't know the people in your circle. So be cautious. Yeah, man, for sure. Great, uh, great advice, sir, man. Great advice. Man, All right, that's so advice um, to keep you, man. That's advice to keep you a resident, not property. Of the exactly. State. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's jump into this next one here. Uh, tons of albums coming out from a lot of the people that I love, um, and a lot of the stuff I got from you dispute because I was like, man, these are great stories you're posting, bro. I'm gonna have to use these. So, Good, um, Mers and Ninth Wonder announcing an album coming out. Yeah, man. Ooh. Yeah, Ninth Wonder, bro. Ninth Ooh. Wonder's been killing the game recently. Just did the all for Smith and Wesson. I w- I've been listening to some archive Ninth Wonder as far as Buckshot with like the formula and the formula part two. I mean, I- I've just it's just been a beautiful thing. I was listening to some more archived uh some um, little brother music with Fontaine and Big Pooh, and as well as Fontaine by himself, and then yeah. little brothers coming back together. Oh my God, Ninth I can't Wonder. wait. So the fact that I saw Murs in Ninth Wonder, I'm like, yo, because the Murs and um, Slug album yeah. felt was fire. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Fire, man. And so I'm just like, Ninth Wonder's production is so low key fire, man. Like his drum kits are real chill and, and mellow. They're more, um, I want to say they're like analog sounding almost, like real warm. Like, yeah, yeah. Like but I mean, I think cassette tape warm. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's part of the, um, that's part of the flair, you know, part of his mm-hmm. uh, flavor of boom bap. And, and that's yeah, why I man. love it. I think he's um, been able to, you know, like take a lot of people on. I mean, if you were going to like rank yeah. him, man, I think Black he's in Thought? the top yeah, five. He did, he did Black Thought music too. Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, like all the shit he's put out recently, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, this, this is this another is album to think about, you guys. Murder's the Ninth Wonder. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Oh, shit, man. Wow. <laughs> Got you over there, huh? Yeah, shit. <laughs> I took a drink of soda. I'm like, fuck. Oh, it's going down the wrong pipe. Um, so anyway, these are just some of the things, man. I'm just trying to touch on some of like the main stuff that's going around. But now I got to troll Drake, okay? I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I have to. Drake. You're like the super fan. You are like that guy that's obsessed and will like literally run up to his favorite guy and go like, oh my God, man, you're so amazing. You're like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? That person, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I've been watching uh, I've been watching some of the, the, the finals, you know what I'm saying? And I watched the Raptors, you know what I'm saying, when they were playing. And uh, it's hilarious because your boy's right there and uh, Curry walks by. And he's literally trolling Steph Curry, right? He's got his dad's jersey, right, from the Toronto Raptors on, signed and everything by by Steph Curry's dad, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what the hell he he did, but if you watch one of the videos, he, like, walks up to Curry directly, says something to him, got the jersey on and everything, which is hilarious. And he's going at it. He's talking to him, blah, blah. And uh, <clears throat> the Raptors have won that game. But the thing is that, like, he's been, like, this focal point. Well, you know being so vocal and doing all those things well here's the thing uh the toronto raptors are talking about trying to get him to kind of calm down on the sidelines <laughs> yeah man <laughs> i was like dude that's amazing fan. but I, I i think it's one of those things it's like you know you can be a fan and you could be out there screaming and yelling and doing your thing but 
when you're on the like you know the 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 sideline for the court you know what i'm saying and you're like yeah. right there and you're like in the face of everybody it starts to kind of like wear on people and i think that bro. the team itself and everyone else knows <laughs> bro he's giving the coach back rubs and shit you know what i'm saying like, yeah come on be like like who does that yo like i've seen it so many times where i'm just like you know okay toronto canada canada kind of does their own thing you know and the fact that toronto is like the main hype for them in the nba it's yeah. like it's only right i guess you know he is toronto's jay-z in a nutshell he's their puff daddy he's their biggie smalls he's their all that shit he's their nas their tupac all wrapped into one you know what i mean so for him on the sideline i mean maybe in high school this shit would have been cool college it would have been kind of cool yeah, because yeah. you're like oh snap you know it's like everybody's still trying to make it to the league they're still trying to get it in and we understand that the yeah. sidelines are all about foolery and fuckery we enjoy that shit even in exactly. college like we're talking like in the in the the final four the sweet 16 the you yeah. know the elite eight when you see the benches sometimes even the benches have routines like if one of their boys dunks on somebody four of the guys will get up and do like pretend like like they're soaring in the air i actually saw three guys jump up once and one dude supermaned and they caught him and it was like dude and then one dude grabbed the back of his jersey and was flagging in the air like a superman and i was like wow i was like the ncaa is not tripping about these guys having fun on the yeah, court yeah, yeah. cool not a million multi-millionaire that 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 sings and raps all the time and what the fuck is an nba ambassador i, I don't know what that is man like is that is that a big title for like nba hype man uh, NBA i mean side dude exactly <laughs> exactly you know, i was gonna bring dude. that up i'm glad you said it <laughs> nba side dude you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, like he's, like, he's like the that's the versions of a side chick man oh, like, right you know damn. like like okay you have you had uh conan o'brien and then he had his side man yeah you feel yeah. what i'm saying you had you know everyone had they're 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 fucking sidekick individual, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Conan and Andy, exactly. So it's like yeah, he's like Toronto Raptors and Drake. So now I'm looking at what's 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 <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves. What do we got? We got the Wolves and Crunch. I mean, Crunch is already the damn the mascot, but um, yeah. we don't have anybody that really cares what Timberwolves. Yeah, not like the ghost, this. I mean, the not at this level. Prince. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, purple, purple light that just flows around from time to time. Oh, and like, then there was the, uh, so he, he goes in one of the games and he's got the freaking jersey, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the hoodie, the yeah, Tupac yeah, yeah. wore from above the rim, exact same hoodie. I had to post it. I, Jeez. matter of fact, I posted it on Facebook cause I was like, come on, dude, really, really yeah, right now? Yeah. Like yeah. he is like pushing all the envelopes of symbolism you know, for uh, what basketball is. And he's like using some of the throwback stuff, which is hilarious. So, yeah, I don't man, know, man. It's... Super, super fan. <laughs> super fan, Drake. Uh, dude, I just. <laughs> Drake. Well, you know, I mean, Drake, Stephen you're Curry hilarious. made it point. He's like, he's like, you can't hate on nobody having fun, he said. No, I mean, and, I, and he goes, and I goes, I guess in this life, everybody hates on people having fun. So yeah, it's par yeah. for the course. I mean, and that is kind of true. I mean, we have as a society, we have kind of shot people down for like celebrations and shit. You can't, I mean, it went as far as like, I mean, you know, the NFL, even for example, when they started banning the dances and things of that nature, it's like, damn, man, if I'm going to get a concussion, almost every other fucking play, why yeah. can't I dance like something in the end zone oh, when yeah. I find these Let sport? Me enjoy it. to be honest. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Be honest. That's like a, a, a survival of the the fittest dance at the end you know what i mean like <laughs> sure like i i can't believe i just made it past you know what i'm saying 11 motherfuckers that are all trying to give me like 
long-term brain damage. Like, exactly. <laughs> I think I will <laughs> dance and slam this thing on the ground. Fuck yeah, I'm dunking it over the, the goalposts. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just it's what it is. So, I mean, same thing in basketball. I guess if he wants to troll, see if he'll serve drinks or some shit. Who knows? Maybe he'll mop up the court at the end. You know? sweep, sweep, sweep some shit, throw some trash away. He might feed, you know, the Toronto Raptors oh, break shit. shit during the, during the you know, the halftime or during the, their breaks. You know, he's going to be out there with the towels. Yeah. You yeah, guys need a towel? You need a towel? Over his left I got you. arm like he's a fucking butler and the other one is just exactly. like patting foreheads and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you patting foreheads and yes. wiping the, the corners of their mouth and shit, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. When he sips some water, then he'll tap, 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 yeah. and then send them off. You know what I mean? Give them a big Drake hug and then oh. slap them on the ass and send them exactly. on the Exactly. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good, Good job, job guys. Right? <laughs> ah, man. Oh, God. Oh, views. shit. Views. They're going to call him views, all right? They're going to have his ass all the way up in the top in the scoreboard, like oh, way up top views. And sit up there. <laughs> Get your ass yeah, from yeah. the Calm side. Down. Calm down, bro. Relax. <laughs> so, man. man. So, um, so I'm going to keep this trend going of albums and, and, and uh, people releasing shit from my era. I have to keep bringing yeah. this up because it's fucking amazing. But check this out. Yeah. <sighs> EPMD, baby. Oh, it brings a tear to my eye. Oh, my God. Yes. It's been 11 yes. years since they're, you know, they've even thought about an album. All right. Mm-hmm, they've mm-hmm. been in the game for 30 years. Okay. So you can imagine they've come out with a lot of music for a very, very long time. Oh, and everything's been business related. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So Parrish Smith, Eric Sermon, if you guys don't know who they are, they are the group EPMD. Uh, and if you don't know what EPMD stands for, it's uh, uh, Eric and Parrish making dollars. If you guys don't, That's right. That's don't know right. about that, let me just hit you with it Death real quick. Squad, boom, boom, boom. Get my Nardwar on. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Squads, Death Squad, Hit Squad. Yeah, bro. All of them too. Yep, so yep, yep. Um, the fact that they're going to do it, I'm, I'm super excited, dude, because I remember these guys. I loved their music. I think this was one of the, like, you know, uh, uh, when they started, like, hip-hop groups, you know, two guys always. This was one of the first ones here, okay? Just the two guys. You know, there were other groups, but I'm talking about just two-man groups, all right? EPMD was one of the first ones that really, you know, took me to that next level. You know what I'm saying? That made me want to hear some different shit. And, of course, DOS Effects and some of the other guys that came out around that same era, but... The ones that stood out for me the most were these guys. And the fact that they're going to bring out an album now, holy shit. Bro. They're, like, they're like three or four songs in. Oh, my God, bro. Now, let's let's get everybody caught up to speed. All so, right. Eric and Parrish making dollars, okay? 1988, strictly business. 1989, unfinished business. 1990, business as usual. 1997, after about a seven-year hiatus, back in business. 1992 business never personal and then last but not least you had uh 1999 out of business and then they had some simple shit they knocked out in 2008 entitled we mean business now this is the fresh shit about this the reason why i bring that up is because they're tossing around that idea of of the next album title and they got three names names out there they've got all business 
major business and big business. And to be honest, I, I call it, I would say big business. You big know business I mean? sounds I, good too, yeah. I would too, call yeah. it big business because it's just, they went out of business and then, yeah, and it was on purpose. They had their own little squads. They they split the, the you know, the little, the function basically. Yeah, like yeah, when, when Eric Stern went couple. on his own, the green, the green mm-hmm. eye bandit. Did yeah, his own I mean, thing. And, he, and he kept, you know what I'm saying? He kept Keith Murray on his side. He yep, had Red yep. Man on his side. And that's, you know what I'm saying? That's Death Squad right there. Death yep. Squad. And then you had Eric Eric and Parrish, you know, or, or Parrish, excuse me, Parrish making dollars, PMD. He, um, he had the Hit Squad. And yep. so, I mean, they kind of did their thing separate you know it was it was almost like like jim crow law and shit separate but equal, <laughs> unfortunately in some hip-hop shit you know but eric had always been the man to me because he was the, the production side of shit and like vernia that he just came out with as his solo joint yeah. is no more than stepping back into a time capsule and being able to hear exactly what's going on with him currently like the music is still dope the lyrics are still him he didn't pay any anybody to play he didn't put himself out there he just said here i am 17 years later what's hood and it's beautiful so i know this this vibe for this album is going to be just the same because parish has been a dope lyricist also throughout his career i haven't heard much from him as an individual so it's it'll be good to get some 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 viable life back into him as a rap artist you know what i mean especially off the fact that he watched eric come out and do his thing and so he was probably like oh shit he was like, that shit really works. And so they probably looked at each other like, look, man, little brother's getting back together. We can get back together. Everybody's rocking shit. Fucking yeah. Missy Elliott is a is a, an honorary doctor now. She's got her doctorate, you know what I'm saying, in business. So I'm like, uh, Justin Timberlake, too. So, I mean, everybody, everybody's going to school and doing things and separating themselves and coming back to this music and saying, hey – I had to take care of life, and now I want to show you how it should be done because oh, we've yeah. got a lot of music out there that's not doing what it used to do. Because let's let's keep it real. He, like you said, from our era, our generation, the golden era of, of hip-hop in general, or just the, that golden era encompassed with other styles of music too, yeah. there won't be anybody like that anymore because no one's that hungry anymore. Because nah. like you said, the streaming – capabilities and the click click artists that we spoke on earlier have it so easy now that it makes it makes it difficult for you to create something as viable as an eric sermon or a, or a oh Parrish. hell no nah. you know the, what I mean? the albums or, that come out now yeah and even if they yeah. do an album um yeah. fails to compare i mean yeah yeah uh the the guys out now at least the the younger kid the younger generation guys the mumble mouth guys um they are strictly just a, a single based they they just yeah. drop singles, single, single, singles. Don't really do albums. There's no need for albums because really they want to get paid by the spin. Exactly. And if they have enough songs that are just singles and they're all out there playing together, yeah, well, this is where paid. the music comes in mm-hmm. and this is where the money comes in. And then now you could say safely, yeah, you know, I'm I'm at that level where I can be like, yo, I'm making money off of all these singles. I don't need to drop an album because yeah, there's yeah, no need true. for it. Yeah, yeah. Screw all that. A full body length of work. Puff yeah, yeah. No, nobody, I, I nobody drops an LP anymore. I think yeah, the last like LP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Drake, <laughs> Scorpion, two, two disc. 
Yeah, exactly. There you, you know go. what I'm saying. And even and we all still looked at that like, what the? Yeah, like two like, albums. Wow, like, bro, dude. you could have consolidated all this shit into one really powerful <laughs> exactly. last album, man. You exactly. could have sprinkled it with some of those R and B hits that you had on there too, and I would have been in love. Like, oh hell oh. yeah! Because listening to it, I did that my damn self. I basically went through both that project and only saved a handful of songs that I probably created like maybe twelve songs. Yeah. I probably created a full-length album out of 12 altogether that I can play with no problem at work now and go, yeah, Drake's pretty cool. <laughs> like, And normally I don't say that. I'm just like, but yeah, I've got those and, and that's my thing. Like, those that's what cool, I was saying. You know? Like, you, 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 you make this, you know, really long LP, and then only a third of it's really good, you know, depending on how many songs you got, maybe half. So yeah. you really had a good album. You could have just chose to do less and got more. So that's why I'm hoping that when, you know, EPMD brings out this album, it's not like super long, maybe a good eight tracks, right? That's a good, that's a good length, you know, make it about a, you know, what, 80 minute, uh, you know, 90 minute uh, album, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which a lot of yeah. people, I think that was the, that was the base, right? Like the base, like length for an album, you know, anywhere between, you know, 80 to 90 minutes, about that yeah so yeah, if you can come up with something within that formula it should work i mean in most cases i don't know how people are going to take it now i know us old heads will probably uh go out and buy this shit because shit man who doesn't want a freaking epmd album you know what i'm saying yeah because yeah, i know i would indeed it's about to happen hell yeah all right so we've got a few more topics to cover today before the end of the show i'm going to kind of go through these pretty quick uh, some of the stuff is just uh, recaps Updates. of some of the things that we've been yeah. uh, covering here. Just trying to keep an eye on it. So back to uh, Kodak Black. He was denied bond. Uh, apparently, he is a danger to the community. Mm. And that's a quote mm. directly from uh, the article here. Now, this is the thing that kills me. This kid is literally the epitome of what not to do. I know we talked about this on the last show, but I'm going to bring it up again today. Mm. Look, man, don't make these stupid decisions one don't get it mixed in with drugs guns and violence simple those are things you don't need you won't need them now you're not going to need them later and there's never going to be a time where you're ever going to need to be mixed up in any of these things you are not invincible the law is above you you think you can get away with shit but let somebody from your team get upset let some one of your fans or somebody you piss somebody off somewhere. Oh yeah, they will mm -hmm. take it to the extreme, bro. They will put you in, and they will be the one that snitches out on you, and then you're gonna I be mean, like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, just just a dumbass. I mean, just a dumbass, man. Arrested on weapons charges prior to your loud festival, and then you're accused of lying on firearms paperwork, legal paperwork. I mean. You're about to do 10 years in prison over over lying on paperwork to get three more guns. Just like you said, you didn't need them. It was, it was not a necessity. It wasn't like you were about to buy insulin because you're a diabetic and you exactly. needed that shit. And you bought it on the black market because you needed that shit to live. You might have a chance. You know what I'm saying? But this here, nah, you are you're you are a a fucking what, what do they deem his ass they deemed him a danger to community yep yeah because your mindset is not prepared to be free and to make conscientious choices that will not affect someone because those three guns would have put a body on somebody 
at this point in the game because they were used, but they were going to be used specifically for that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you're getting guns to make sure you can you can take care of some shit or you can prevent something from happening. But you shouldn't be in the middle of some shit anyway when you're that type yeah. of person with that kind of money. I mean, his mugshot, that picture of him that they got on that Instagram in regards to him, Mr. Bill Capri, because that's 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 his name, you know, Kodak yeah, Black. Yeah. I mean, just him in a Gucci outfit with major silver chains on, but you're sitting on one of those $10 uh, chairs that you'd sit right across mm-hmm, your principal mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're handcuffed. It's like, no, that's not, that's not cool. Dude. That's not cool at all. So 10 years for lying on paperwork. Well, well played. Well, played. <laughs> exactly. God. Jesus. All right, guys. So, uh, he'll be this week's uh, idiot of the week. So if you guys, uh, I might actually keep that going, man. We'll keep we'll keep trying to find you the idiot of the week. Hook you guys up with that. (laughs) The old exactly. (laughs) That's it. That's it, man. Yo, you get the bilingual treatment here, okay? Just want to let everybody know. Exactly. All right, man. So let's keep it going. Uh, I've got a few more stories here. I want to copy uh, and talk to you about, and just kind of get you guys on there. Listen, did I just say copy? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I'll, to I'll, talk I'll about copy. over good copy. Over. Copy. Do you hear me? Yes. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. So uh, I remember good. you said something about Jay Electronica before. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he was in town um, last night, dude. Jay Electronica uh, and Jay Dilla were going to make some music before he mm, died. Damn. Super excited. Yeah, wow. I saw that, and I was I was just geek because I'm a part of the Jay Dilla Foundation committee here, and so I didn't realize that Jay Dilla was so deep into it. I knew he was, but it's just beautiful to hear all this every now and then. It's just like, oh, by the way, I also was going to do music with him. And you're like, oh, what? You know, it's like, no way, dude. But yeah, it goes all the way back to 2003, apparently. You know what I mean? When, when, they, when they hooked up and started working on some shit, so... Not bad, not bad at yeah, all. I mean, so, yeah, something to look forward to. So, if you uh, are a Jay Electronica fan, there may be some Jay Dilla production behind his stuff. Don't know if it'll mm-hmm. ever come out. Don't know if we'll ever be able to see any of it or hear it really in any in anything. But hey, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely keep an eye out for it. All right, so, <laughs> man. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, no, I just read something really fast. It was just hilarious. I mean, long story short, how Jay Electronica, everyone's kind of like waiting on his music, similar to how we've been waiting on Detox, right, from Dr. Dre. Somebody tweeted, they were like, there's a window where your interest is in it, and once it's gone, you're not going to go back. Sounds like he's describing how we feel about Jay Elect's career at this point. (laughs) But it's true, though. It's true. I mean, did, did he ever bring the album out? I you know you know what I didn't I'm saying. Go to the show last night only because like I had my son this weekend, but I was more concerned. Also, in the back of my head was like I'm about to hear a lot of this classic shit that you put out years ago, and I probably won't hear anything new, new. And I don't yeah. want to spend the money if it's not new, new. I love you too much to come and listen to you and go. Man, you're just a stall artist. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to feel like that because that's how I felt about Dre for years. Like, mm-hmm, detox, mm-hmm. dude, shut up talking to me about that. That ain't coming out. You know what no. I mean? And it didn't. So it's like, all right, you know, so let's pray that some of this this Dilla and Electronica comes out. It would be really elect- electric Dilla. You know what I mean? Electronic yeah, yeah. Dilla or some shit. Like, it would be a dope blend how, like, Mad Lib connects things with oh, hell yeah. it would be It would be dope to hear. So, I don't know. I just had to share that because people are like, oh, yeah, Jay Electronica. Womp, womp. But at the same time, <laughs> he's a dope lyricist. It's true. It's him, true. Though, you know, he's just got poor timing right now. It's yeah, good. man. 
It's fucking terrible. Either way. Speaking hey. of timing, though. Ooh. Oh, whoa. Hold on here. Whoa. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> Dude, Mike, come on, bro. This isn't Mike Tyson's punch out, okay? Like, the video game days are over. You know what I'm saying? Like, no more biting people's ears off. You know? Come on, relax, bro. I thought you were reformed. You know? I seen your podcast where you just chill, smoke, and relax, and talk shit. And I love that, that you've been able to get to that point, but... There's a story. And uh, allegedly, Mike Tyson decided to punch some dude in the face over a, a discussion over Tupac. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yo. It was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wack 100, who was also the game's manager. They were on, um, what is that called? The hot boxing with Mike Tyson. Podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and, <laughs> and it got a little crazy and hostile, apparently, after Tupac was mentioned, only because Tupac and Mike Tyson were, like, good friends back yeah, in the yeah. day. And so, you know what I mean? It, and it's what it is. But it, we, we don't even really got to say allegedly anymore, homie, because I was looking down at the... <laughs> At the Instagram post that that followed up after that altercation they had, yeah. and Wack One Hundred is taking medication and shit. So <laughs> apparently, Mike Tyson is quite nice with them things. He got them hands still. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Because what did Wack One Hundred say? He goes, like I said, shit got a little heated at the hot boxing podcast. Win, lose, a draw. I'm not going for it. Um, and then he tagged Freddie Frenchie. Um, you're not to blame for me and Mike Tyson's situation. A dispute amongst men is just between those two men. And, you know, and with that being said, I can respect how that went down. Because yeah. me personally, I'm not really trying to go on TV and talk about how Mike Tyson's ass um, gave me a two piece and a biscuit either. I'm not really <laughs> trying to see that. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I don't want to feel that because I remember. Do you remember? OK, for you young people, we're going to bring up a scene that made Mike Tyson ultimately famous. Do you remember the boxer Mitch Green? And when Mitch Green and Mike Tyson got into it outside, it was an outside of the ring altercation. Yeah. Mike Tyson swole Mitch Green's eye up oh, yeah. something fierce. I mean, it looked like a, a, a Roma, a Roma Hitomate. You know what I'm saying? Like, woo, just like brown, swollen. <laughs> and Mike was nice with them punches back then. So imagine even now in his Zen-like status, he I'm sure he's got that. Well, there goes a tooth. You know what I'm saying? Type yeah, of shit. So, yeah. mm, <laughs> craziness, man. So, all over, uh, you know, Tupac. Hey, man. Still to this day, bro. Getting people heated because they love them so much. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Legacy. Oh, and, to quote, and to quote Mike Tyson's favorite quote, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So, it is what it oh, is. Oh, man. I tell you, bro. <laughs> hey, after all these years, bro, still coming with them one-liners, I tell you. Right, right. It's it's beautiful. It's the truth, though. You it all really have is. a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Hell, yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay, I got to change this game plan. All right, yeah. Yeah, so, just got punched in the uh, mouth. I'm going to just go ahead and walk on over here. Uh, <clears throat> can somebody speaking, get my lawyer on the line? Right. Oh, speaking of lawyers and possibly wanting to punch somebody in the mouth. Well, uh, yeah, break man. that one down. Man. Here, here, break here, that here, one here. Down. Because if me and you were together and we were in front of this guy, we probably would ourselves. Oh, man, he'd get foot to back, oh, dude. Dude. So serious. Unbelievable. So R. Kelly uh, facing 11 new charges on sexual abuse. Apparently, this guy... It's just, you know, not giving up, or not giving up on anything. He's like, up to him oh, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, that's uh, what beyond, this is. This shit beyond is the floodgates opening, man. Yeah, bro. Oh. 
people are starting to open their eyes and be like, wait a minute, there's other people that are, you know, being a part of this and all these women that were abused probably. Again, I don't know. I'm just looking at what the, the story's telling us and kind of how it's broken down. But again, yeah. more shit, more nastiness. Four, four counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault. Two counts of, hold on, where did that go? It just, it just dropped all over the place. No, two counts of two aggravated counts criminal abuse. Yeah, criminal sexual assault by force. Two yep. counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. Three counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse against victims between the age ah. of 13 and 16. Ah. Bro, Dude. castration. Castrate Dude. Yeah, this bro. man Jesus. and send him off because this so is bad. too much. So Dude, bad. This is way too much. 30 years in prison, considered the most serious criminal implication Kelly has faced. Nah, man, it's still coming. It's yeah. still coming yeah, because yeah. these kids are now getting the strength to be like, yeah, he touched me. And I Hell believe yeah. him. I don't, I don't believe a single one of these girls have anything to lie about when it comes to R. Kelly and the evasiveness that he's had with the world and how he's played himself. You know yeah, what I mean? Bro. It's just, Fuck that. Nah, man. Fucking nasty. Sorry, R. Kelly, bro. I used to love your music, dude. Like, back when I was a young kid, it was really dope. Hell, I probably played some of that shit on some of my dates. But let me say this. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it's, it's, it's disappointing to the point where I'm just like, man... How do you go from being this like amazing R&B singer to a fucking pedophile, basically? You know Man, what I'm saying? We knew it, though. That's how Jeez. I feel, bro. I feel like we knew it. Everybody has made jokes about this, but it's that. Yeah, you, you know what? I thought, you, you know, it started off yeah. with Aaliyah. Yeah, you're hiding in plain sight. Yeah. This is hiding in plain sight, man. That's what this shit was. And it's it's so terrible to us. I mean, to end it like that, it's just it's just terrible to us because we 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 all joked and played and we were like, man, this music, this music, this music is so misleading. Yeah. But it's so good, it's so misleading. And it wasn't misleading at all. It was a person hiding in plain sight. So yeah. I mean, that's Fucking I'll just nasty, leave it man. at that. Yeah. Fucking nasty. Hey. So we're gonna end the show with that craziness. Remember? Uh, be a good person. Do what you got to do. Don't be yes. an idiot like some of the people we talked about today. Always keep your head up and listen to the Core Culture Podcast with me, the real Noslin on Twitter, the co-host at Dispute One. You can check us out on Instagram as well at Media and on Facebook.com forward slash Core Culture P-O-D and on Twitter Core Culture P-O-D. All right, you guys, we're out of here for the next one. Remember, we are off for the next show on the 16th, so there will not be a show for Father's Day. And again, congratulations to uh, the winner from last week's show, TJ. What's up, bro? Hopefully you got your uh, item. I did mail it. I hope you got it. Um, it should be at your house uh, already. Should have been there maybe last week sometime. Hopefully yeah, you got it, man. Uh, try and hit me up, tweet. bro, if you're listening tonight. Just yeah, uh, let me know. Email or tweet, man. Email or tweet. Let us know you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, bro. Let us know. Um, outside of that, everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for showing up. Shout out to all the heads around the world that show up to the show. All right, man. We'll catch you for the next one. <laughs>